One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey everyone, I want to tell you about something cool here at Earwolf. So do I. Chris Gethard's podcast, Beautiful Stories from Anonymous People, just put out a very special episode with a guest co-host, Katie Couric. Chris and Katie talked to a queer caller going through one of the most meaningful and stressful changes in their life. This call will really surprise you. Beautiful Anonymous is the show where Chris Gethard takes some anonymous phone calls. The show's been featured on This American Life, and it's really fun. You can subscribe to Beautiful Stories from Anonymous People in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Matt and Matt, Matt and Matt, 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 Matt Podcast. Myra Gorley, Gorley, Myra James Bonnie Podcast. We are Rollerball. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the James Bonding Podcast. I am Matt. And I'm Matt, too. Gorley, that is. Myra, that is. Black Gold, Texas Tea. You're doing a lot of back and forth here. I was just adjusting levels because this episode I care of the podcast about the is produced quality. by Matthew Gorley. That's right. Matthew and James Gorley. James, you know, it's a name that's fitting for this podcast. <laughs> Three of my forefathers have that name. Oh, really? My father, my from the last episode, we met my yeah, father. Yeah, we sure did. My grandfather and uh -huh. my great-grandfather. That's amazing. And you chose uh, to just go by Matthew. Yeah, I chose what name that's I was given. I, I mean, popped that's kind right of rude to your father. No, they, they didn't want to give it to me. Why not? Reason. I don't know. Are they just tired of it? That's a good question. Just try to slip it in? But now, everybody of my age is named Matt, as you well know. I'm not familiar. <laughs> well, look. The important thing is we're not alone here today. I, we are proud to introduce you to our new social media manager? Uh, head of social branch. Head of social branch. We're calling her S, but she has a name, and it's Emily. Emily, thank you for joining us today. Hi, thank you for having me. This is truly an honor. <laughs> First, let's get your um, experience with dealing with all of this email and stuff because I saw when you put out the call for questions for this the mailbag episode yeah it lit up it really did yeah are there you were... sick of sorting through emails um no I mean it's it's <laughs> there were a lot of them but um, a lot of them were the same questions too which kind of made them easier to oh skip that's through. helpful sorry yeah. everyone. thank you everyone yeah, yeah so no, they made it easier on you <laughs> yeah. that's what we're going for what was the most asked question um, unless were... that's one we're gonna have to answer I don't know there was but... there were a couple that I took that were really common ones that'll be on the list um, right. But then there were others that were um, wanting you to do segments. There were a lot of people just wanting you to do segments from season one again, which I don't... That's okay. Yeah. People Wait, can pitch that. So yeah. not questions, demands. Well, the question was, would you do this? It was a lot of... <laughs> would you consider being like you used to be? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this episode of the podcast, we're here weekly, so we don't want to burn through all the James, mov James Bond movies so quickly. We had a down week. We uh, just finished, I believe you just heard Goldfinger. That's right. Um, so we were like, well, what should we do this weekend while we're waiting on A View to a Kill? And I said, why not do a mailbag episode where we talk back to those concerned with the James Bonding franchise? Also, waiting on A View to a Kill episode is a perpetual state of happiness for me do you know how like i never enjoy a day off as much as i do the day before a day off yeah. so like knowing view to a kill is in my near future i guess i could die i mean that's <laughs> that's good where do you fall on a view to a kill I'm like, i love it I, it's this is a great room yeah <laughs> uh it's maybe my favorite roger Moore. what yeah. it's so good <laughs> let me show you this real quick some guy tweeted in this picture of roger moore in fact, I'll give this to you. We should put this up on Instagram or something. Okay. Um, this is Roger Moore, I presume, shooting A View to a Kill when he's in the studio on the snowmobile with his full fur-lined hood, but the rear projection is turned off, and it's just him against a black background. Look at that. Oh, wow. Is that not rock and roll? It looks like, a, like, a, like an ad for some very expensive jacket. 
Yeah, that's very cool. Or, or maybe the it's sunglasses. like, what do you think it is? Do you think it's the ad for the sunglasses or the jacket? I think it's for like brandy. It's an ad for brandy yeah. or Japanese rum. Like brandy a, ad. instead of a Saint Bernard bringing you rum, this guy brings you rum. If <laughs> I, you know, I think at some point in my life I will lose consciousness due to the cold. I hope when I come to. That's very. I hope when I come to. What? Roger Moore is there with some brandy. What? What? I would risk dying. I just assume it's going to happen. You know, when I was a kid, I always thought. I used to go out in the snow quite a bit. I'm from New England, uh, and I know I'm talking to two people from, from you know, sunny Southern California. Yeah. Uh, But uh, when I was a kid, and I used to go out into the woods, we had woods behind our house that went not super far, but. I lived on the border of Lowell, Massachusetts, and Tewksbury, Massachusetts. And Tewksbury is a like a rurally farm-ish part of Massachusetts. And I would go out, and there was a rock wall that was put in in like the 1690s or something. That would be the delineation by like of, John Adams by someone between Let's say Lowell John and Adams. Tewksbury. John Adams put it in there, and I would often go out as far as I could over that wall, which was in my backyard. And there used to be like a. a not even a pond, but it was just water that would freeze over, and you could ice skate back there. Mm. It was really like a Dickensian scene. Yeah. And I used to go out a lot by myself, and sometimes I would just lay there, and then I would always think, oh, man, what if I just fell asleep and then died out here? <laughs> what a morbid... <laughs> I mean, I approve. Yeah, no, Wonderful but I just memory. assume I'm going to get tired walking through the snow eventually in my life. And I'll probably go unconscious. But, but what, what I'm saying is I'm not yeah. going to die, but I will come to. And when I come to, I pray that Roger Moore is there. But maybe you do die, and that's the way you're greeted into heaven. You don't know you die, but you're greeted by that's Roger fine. Moore on a snowmobile. That is fine with me. Yeah. That's the way I go. Emily, how do you want to die? <laughs> that's an interesting question. I'm, I'm fine with any way that I don't see coming. Okay. I just don't want to know what's happening. Uh-huh. If I could just, someone could sneak up on me and just take me out at some point, sure. that's probably ideal. So you don't want to go via hypothermia? No, certainly you not. Know you're di- okay. Hmm. Although I hear, I mean, aren't you supposed to, it's supposed to be sort of comforting. Yeah, right? it's the most yeah. pleasant of the ways to go, Matt. The ways I'm most interested in dying are probably the most painful, and I'm not interested because they're painful. I wish they weren't, but I either want to go in quicksand or get shot. You know, yeah. quicksand sounds terrible. Yeah, yeah. I'll shoot you in the quicksand. Now I'm in. Like <laughs> if you're in, but if serious question, if you're in the quicksand and you know it's all over for me, would you like me to pull the trigger and put you out of your misery before you go all the way down? You wouldn't rather help me out. <laughs> Wait, I understand that might be an option. <laughs> Let's just say if I go to help you, I'm getting pulled in too. There's no way for me to save you in this scenario. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't go down with a brother. I'm asking you what you want. I want you to go down with me. Then I'm going down with you. Okay. That's it. We're going down together. <laughs> All right. Let's get to some Emily, mail. here's our Winchester. It's got two rounds in it. Take us both out. <laughs> so I don't have to go down with you no, if I'm Well, also I mean, you're welcome here. to, okay. but I don't feel like you ha- have earned that burden that we have for each other. But, okay. you know, like a season of this podcast, then there may come a point where, yeah, you're expected <laughs> to go down. Okay. Um, do you want the first question? Yeah, yeah. so let's uh, let's hear from the mailbag. Okay, um, this one comes from Bailey Hirschberg. They signed their letter in a well, which I really like as a <laughs> sign off on a letter. Wait, Beautiful. What? Beautiful. Oh, oh. In a well. Instead oh. of like sincerely, it was in a well. God, Bailey I Hirschberg. hope that's widely used from here on. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's, we have merch coming and, and yeah. quite frankly, in a well. Should be something. Should be something. Yeah. Um, okay, so Billy asks, which James Bond movie could you survive and why? And it supposes that you are thrust into the role of the double O agent going on this mission, but you're not James Bond. You're still you. Oh. So, like, which one is best suited to our specific traits that we would fare? I can. And most... you're still you with the knowledge of the movie as well. So, like, oh, you sure. could use well, your knowledge of the movie to sort of cheat your way. And then I feel like I could survive any movie because I just wouldn't. No, but you still have to succeed. Well, let me ask. Yeah, the you still have to, you have to try okay. to complete the All mission. Right, that's a good question. Are do we have any sort of authority? Do we have a license to kill in this yes, scenario? Yes, you are a double O agent. Okay, we are a double O agent, so we do have M's ear. Yes. Okay. You have the gadgets, too. Okay, okay. Well, and I just I'm, want to say that I am prepared to take all of these questions 100% seriously and really give them the thought that they need. Well, I can eliminate some immediately for myself. Okay. If I'm James Bond. Yeah. I can't do Honor Majesty's Secret Service because I cannot hang on a cable that long. I just don't have the oh. upper body strength. How do you feel about wearing a kilt? Have you ever worn a kilt? Don't mind wearing a okay. kilt. I'd yeah. be happy to like wear a utilicilt at a Ren Fair. All right. If you will. 
but uh, that the first thing in my mind that James Bond has done that I can't do, that is it. Any hanging that he's doing, yeah. I can't do. I would just I would drop to my death. Well, do we have to take things like like neither of us can presumably fly a plane, so we you don't know that. Well, that's what I'm asking. That's why I didn't want to assume. I mean, presumably. I presume. Depending on how closely it matches Microsoft Flight Simulator 96, <laughs> there's a chance I could fly a plane. Well, Quantum of Solace, for instance, that, that cargo prop plane that they're flying. But if I know the movie and I know what's going to happen and I'm a I guess in that situation, I'm going to be like, you know what? We're not going to get on this plane... Because I'm, we're going to be shot down. Yeah, see, this is where I'm, I think we need to def- define parameters. Like, do we have to go on the exact path of Bond and still survive? Or can we use what we know to deviate? You can deviate, but you, yeah. you have to complete the mission. Oh, jeez. I mean, what is... Like, so realistically, the missions Look, are... If, uh, so if, let's go through one by one, right? Okay, but if we're being honest, it's a Roger Moore one, presumably a later era Roger Moore, because he's doing less physically. And that's going to be a little easier, I think. Yeah. Uh, but another question. Yeah. Maybe you don't know the answer to this, Emily. If, for instance, it's the man with the golden gun, is Scarmucci out there to Scaramucci. Scaramucci. <laughs> Scarmanga out there to kill me? Is Scarmanga like looking to shoot me? I would think so. Or is right? he looking to shoot another? I would say yes. Okay, well, I, that that was not in the email, but I'm going to use my own. Yeah, sure. Sure. Well, I think as a messenger, you are now the arbiter of their intent, so yeah. we will take your ruling. Okay. Instead of the mooch, we should call him the mong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know why I'm gravitating toward octopusy for some reason because I feel like get, I get me in a clown suit that'll I'll do something with that. Well, you know where the bomb's gonna be, right? Yeah. So that'd probably be pretty. Otherwise, you're just reasonable. on top of a train. Oh, but that that airplane thing at the end—that's pretty rough. Maybe I do. Maybe maybe the answer to this is diamonds are forever. You could. You I'd, think you could? i like, tilt a, a Mustang up on its side. I think I get a a weekend in Vegas. Which well, yeah, I'm already yeah, on board. For. I know I've survived that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Okay. So I can already know I can go to that locale, not be too devastated by whatever's around me. Yeah. Uh, I know that I can probably uh, handle Shady Tree uh-huh. and his acorns. But what about that car? You think you can get that car up on two lateral wheels? I think I could certainly try. Yeah, that's true. I'm in that. But cha- if you're, you're saying fail, I'm getting myself into the scenario where I'm in that chase, okay? Also. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and I certainly could mm. operate a moon buggy throughout a desert. Yeah, that's no problem. <laughs> I got that on me. Um, I don't know if I could handle Bambi and Thumper though. But I gotta say, I think Diamonds Are Forever is my answer to this wait question. Wait a minute. We're all. We're, it's Doctor No. He does nearly nothing in that <laughs> in that movie, other than like he does effective spy work. But he's yeah. just kind of walking from place to place. In fact, the only time they play the theme is when he's just walking to his hotel room. He drives a car somewhat speedily. He does Otherwise, that. Otherwise, yeah, he, he does waits, chase. He plays solitaire, waiting for a guy to come in and shoot him in the back. Oh, basically, so cool though. It has to be Doctor Now because right. you also just take a boat and you skulk through that. And layer. you get Jack Lord. Yeah, you get him helping you. Also, your only real hand-to-hand combat is that one chauffeur and Dr. No. Although I will say the following real actual statement. Of all the skills that James Bond has, the the one I am closest to him in matching is his poker ability. Okay. So I could probably get through the Casino Royale game. But how you want your balls hit? (laughs) Hard and often. Okay, two for two. I'm going Dr. No, I think, and I haven't even really thought about it. I'm going Dr. No. You're going Dr. No. I'm going to say real answer, diamonds are forever. Secondary answer, Casino Royale. Point is, I needs to gamble. Okay. All right. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, so this one's from David Melly. Um, now that we know that Bond has maybe canonically kissed some boys, mm-hmm. what boys from Bond movie past do you think uh, Bond likely kissed? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And who would you like to see as a Bond boy in the future? Oh, yeah. Bond boys. Yeah. Never losing Bond boys. <laughs> okay, so who of of the Bond boys that we know from movies past has he possibly kissed? I'll tell yeah. you. And who do you think would be most compatible with Bond? Okay, and this is per like Silva's little uh, 
Yeah. A little sly yeah. wink. Okay. Um, well, Alec, right? I mean, from Trevelyan? and I, yeah, because they're kind of like <laughs> they are. They well, they did, yeah, they did share everything, even women. So yeah, I guarantee you, their dicks yeah. touched. <laughs> and they're pure narcissists, so they're probably kind of looking in the mirror, going like, That's "I'm a into this." Excellent <laughs> answer. I bet yeah. there was some docking. I gotta figure Bond's uncircumcised, right? Why? <laughs> I guess he was the born English, in the thirties, yeah. and he's English. Oh, that Bond. James Bond. I'm thinking Daniel Craig. I'm not thinking Daniel Craig. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Original Fleming James James Bond. Bond. Fleming James Bond, not circumcised, so he can dock, right? Yeah. In fact, I would wager that Fleming himself is not only not circumcised, but they actually did it like like an anti-circumcision, where they just added more. (laughs) More foreskin, doctor. (laughs) He just says an elephant drunk down that's just just i don't know that's okay. a great that's a, that's a good answer though trevelyan right it's sean yeah. bean yeah let me and think. i think it happened while they're in the in the throes of passion I, I don't think, think i don't think he's i don't think james bond is the most heterosexual character on the planet i think he's the most sexual character on the yeah, planet. right i don't think he cares what's getting him off and and i i think there was more of just insinuation going on with silva and bond in that they, i think they were flirting a little bit i know silva was but bond you know he was in his own cagey he played way. back but also for oh, queen and country the man will do anything you know who else is coming to my mind is loke from for your eyes only the warren zevon looking guy for some reason <laughs> that guy oh feels a little like Notice too when they're having that big pool party. Yeah, he was kind of like not engaging with the women and stuff. And I'm not to say like he he's interested in men. It just feels like he's more more of an elite sexual club that would kind of like appreciate bonds. I don't know. He's got to be bored at some point, right? Bond? Right. He's got to yeah. be bored with just your traditional missionary sex. Do you yeah. think he ever? What do you think James Bond's favorite sexual position is? Hanging from a cable. <laughs> Yeah, he strikes me as someone who would have a sex swing made of the finest leather. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I'd go with Alec Trevelyan, I think. I think upon further review, I think that's the best answer. Okay. I concur, Yeah, Matthew. Emily, I concur. is that good? Uh, yeah, I okay. agree with that. Is it going to be for confirmation? <laughs> okay, yes. Yes, I think they had sex. You can approve. Are yeah. we right? <laughs> yeah. Is there anyone I'm forgetting, though? Uh, well, about, I, don't like think, I don't think Felix Leiter's. Uh, no, think he, I don't think he and Felix have gotten it on. He's too, too American. Yeah, and yeah. I think while they respect each other, I don't think they are docking. But what um, if it was Cease Linder, Felix Leiter from Goldfinger, who is just like some kind of swinger, where he and his wife were like having people over to their split level sunken conversation pit mid century? Honey, you gotta meet this guy, James. He's fabulous. <laughs> I actually, don't. I'm worried. All right, Have a drink, sorry. James. Okay. Honey? Um, okay. <laughs> Next Wait question. a minute. Wait, hold Wait. on. Living Daylight's Felix Slider. There's something going on there. You think so? Yeah. That guy's so just coked out of his mind. He's wearing oh, windbreakers. Living Daylight's Felix. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. licensed to kill. No, yeah, not David Hedison. Right, the guy okay. who played Jack's father on Lost. <laughs> right. That guy. Sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Um, if you could swap Bond actors from two movies, who would you swap? This oh, is a that's a great question. question. And it has to go both ways. Oh, my so. God. Oh, God. Now, this one I want to sleep <laughs> on. Oh, I should credit this. Yeah. Um, this was from uh, Ben Lott. A lot of people ask variances on this question, but Ben Lott was the one who asked specifically the swap both ways. Ben. And it's not great nec- for me, it, it wouldn't necessarily be like who would fit best in there. It's what I'd most want to see. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Oh my god! So, but the problem is the return favor. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because like me, my immediate thought is, oh my god, I'd love to have seen Sean Connery in Our Match's Secret Service. But then my brain goes to like, do I really need to see George Lazenby in? in I could Goldfinger? see him in From Russia with Love. Lazenby. Yeah, that's Maybe. not a bad one. Sure, hmm. but. I know we like to see Daniel Craig in some classic situations. Yeah, I was just thinking that. And maybe it is Casino Royale. But the truth is, there's one man I'd like to see more than anyone, and that's Pierce Brosnan. (laughs) I want. Here's what I want. And I don't think the movies change very much at all. If you flip Die Another Day and View to a Kill, and you throw 57-year-old Roger Moore in Die Another Day, movie does not change at all. 
it and gets if you a put, little better. And if you put Pierce Brosnan <laughs> in View to a Kill, I think the movie does not change at all. I just hope that when we die, this technology exists in whatever brain in a box we're in. That would be incredible to see. All right. I think I'd have to, I, I was going to do something fun and wacky like that, but I think I do. I'm curious. I'd love to see Connery and Casino Royale, like from so Russia with Love Connery. era Connery. And then Daniel Craig in from Russia with Love. But I think you'd even need a younger Connery. But I mean, if you have to swap but you're movie only going to get a year younger. age for age. Yeah. But I want to see Craig in from Russia with Love. Yeah. That's too good to pass Oh, up. that's interesting. And then imagine Craig fighting Red Grant, and they look exactly alike. And then, <laughs> then they kiss. There it is. That's who yeah. I'm, I'm going back. Red Grant is the one that James Bond's kissing. You get no backsies. <sighs> no, it's the person in charge of the questions you'll, I'm going to allow. You're allowing backsies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. um, Sustained. Yeah, that would be super fun. I, I, and I do like my idea of the Roger Moore, Pierce Brosnan flip. Uh and I also think it would be interesting to see Sean Connery in in like View to a Kill. Like I just oh, View to a Kill for me is yeah, the I one mean, that like it's Diamonds Are Forever yeah. was getting pretty close. Connery. It's the point. It's like you know how in Doctor Who there's fixed points in time. <laughs> I suppose. Okay. Well, I think that. Okay. How about this? You know how in Back to the Future, November fifth, nineteen fifty five, is seems to be this axis point for all of the space time continuum. Yes. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, maybe that movie is View to a Kill. And there is a reality where each Bond has done that movie. Yeah, it's kind of like the BCAD midpoint. Yeah. Where, yeah. It's the yin and the yang. That would be great. The alpha I would, and the omega. I would love to see every Bond do A View to a Kill. And that would be like a, what, that would be 12 hours if you watched it in a row. You could do that in a day. <laughs> I would just oh, that'd, get be my real, that'd be a real fun day. Oh, I'd, I'd buy one of those massaging lazy boys, you know, and just... I'd rent one from Rent-A-Center. <laughs> uh, See, and then return it after the movies were done. That's how serious we're taking this, because we're talking about what we'd really do with our seating. All right. Great question. Okay. Can I ask a follow-up about this scenario sure, where all yeah. the Bonds are yes. video kill? Uh-huh. Would, the, would the villains and the rest of the cast change? No. Or would, that would all stay completely the same? That would all stay. As far as I'm concerned, it's, it's yeah. May, we're getting the same it May Day. We're getting the same Zorn. Yeah, because you wouldn't necessarily have the analog each time. Yeah. I think, yeah. 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 Maybe it could be villain and Bond, though. That'd Although Famke... Famke and May Day. Yeah, that's a good split. Although, yeah. so who's the Bond girl in... Diner of the day. It's a uh, frost. Yeah. What's her real name? Oh my god. Rosamund Pike. Thank oh, you. Oh, she's yeah. great. She'd be great. Oh boy. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, next question. Where Here we go. I? Um. Feeling good. Which James Bond actor do you think would have made the best villain? Oh, it's another excellent question. And this one's from Aaron Whitlow. Oh, it's good. Well, I think I, I've got this. For me, Go. for serious villain like with gravitas, one that we accept, yeah. Dalton, and oh, current sure. day Dalton, where he's a little, sure. he's a little batty. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then fun Roger Moore era villain, Roger Moore. <laughs> he would be great. Um, now, are, are we being asked to choose the movie in which they are the villain, or just sort of which one would make a good villain? Oh, like pick which villain they are. They they'd play. Holy Christ. Um, Sweet. I will accept either. Oh. I, I will allow you to interpret that one so as you will. Dalton, which villain would Dalton be? Because I, I got to tell you right now, it's going to probably blow your mind and be an unpopular opinion. I'm, I'm ready for it. I'd like to see Daniel Craig play Oric Goldfinger. Oh, I love that idea. I mean, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Okay, Dalton, I would, I would like to see Blofeld from Honor Majesty's Secret Service. I think. Mm. Oh, taking it away from Telly Savalas? Look, I got no problem with Telly. I mean, I just feel like you're I'm doing saying, the man a problem. We're here, being given a gift here, and I'd like to see it both ways. You know? I'd do a chemistry read. I understand. Okay. But yeah, I think Daniel Craig as Goldfinger would be great, and I think a Timothy Dalton Blofeld is a no-brainer. That'd be fun. I, I accept yeah. both of our answers, Emily. Okay. That's good. I do too. I think those are great choices. <laughs> and wait, for Roger Moore, I'd like him to say, play Kamal Khan and Octopussy. How great, though, 
But I sure, also want yeah. Roger Moore to play James How great, Bond. though, would Roger Moore be as, uh, I'm going to say Scarmucci again, Scarmanga. Yeah. Just, they, just if they I switch feel like roles? if he yelled knick-knack tobacco, I'm already buying yeah. it. What if they switched roles for that? That'd be something. Tobasco. I okay. said tobacco. <laughs> You've done that My before, My brain is not working. Oh, it's all right. We're relaxing. You know, when I get a week into a week of work and podcasts, you get me at my worst. My brain isn't working. I'm supposed to close these curtains for better sound quality, and I didn't. So no, if there's a little you. reverb in here, that's a gift. I apologize for the unprofessional manner in which this podcast is conducted, Emily. Thank <laughs> it's, you. It's all right. Okay. Uh, um, so this is a bit of an odd one. Um, it's for Matt Gorley specifically. Uh, ooh, but I included ooh. it because it's something I've seen a lot in the emails even before we put out the call. Um, so in this specific, in this specific instance of the question, which I've just lost on my phone, I apologize. I found it again. This is from Dana Jones and they want to know, um, Matt, have you had a chance to enjoy your play suit, uh, whilst a pool, while you're at a pool and everyone can see how awesome you are. The, the reason why I put this one on the list is because there's a lot of people who seem to just kind of want an update on the whole sure. Terry Cloth play suit situation. Sure. <laughs> people well, just want to check in. Yes. Now, thank you, Dana, by the way. Um, I, had every intention to bring that play suit with me on my honeymoon mm -hmm. and also to another wedding and to wear it on the day that we recorded the Goldfinger episode. But since I've last worn the play suit, we've moved and it's in a box with the other things that I might wear on special occasions, say for instance, later Hosen, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, some jod purse. <laughs> sure. And so it is, it's very well packed away. Like I cherish that thing mm -hmm. and I'll have to break it out. Maybe if we do a live James Bonding, what am I saying? I'm not going to do that. Uh, I have a, I have a suggestion. Yes. Though. And, and, and we could plan this out. Yeah. I think it'd be kind of fun if we at a live show, you wore pot, Terry blue, Terry cloth, powder blue suit. And I, had someone make me the gold one for that gold <gasps> finger wears. Okay, I will do that. I will do that. And we just do it at a tiny table. <laughs> All right, Dana, are you listening? That's your update. Oh, man, we're getting into trouble. <laughs> Phil Nobile has a play suit as well. I know. So, yeah. If we we'll, do one in New York, we yeah, should we'll definitely have Phil on. also on in a play suit. Maybe we just wear that every live episode. Or we get people to continue to make... James Bond costumes for us, and then we just amassed this collection. I mean, I did like, and it, you know, I don't think we ever even mentioned it on the lot on the How Did This Get Made View to a Kill James Bonding crossover. You and I both wore tuxedos. We did. I think they mentioned it on there, right. but yeah. But, but we could do that again. It was fun. Yeah. That's we true. like a dress up. <laughs> also, I'll never get use of my wedding tuxedo probably ever again, so that would be, I could write it off. This is great. <laughs> yeah. This is great. All right. Okay. Good questions. Hey, Super Ego fans, there's a new bonus episode for you on Stitcher Premium. Hey, wait, I'm not a Super Ego fan. I'm the president. In this new episode of Super Ego Cinema, doctors Jeremy Carter, Matt Gorley, and special resident specialist Chris Tallman provide commentary for the 007 classic The Man with the Golden Gun from an undisclosed studio deep in purgatory. But, oh, so you guys are waiting to get into heaven. Yes, but it isn't us, because clearly I couldn't be there, because it's Ian Fleming, Hervé Villachez, <laughs> Christopher Lee, and Roger Moore is... himself. Oh, what? This is unbelievable. If you're familiar Plus... with Super Ego Cinema, we've done commentary on Empire Strikes Back, Spider-Man 2, Alien, all from the people that were either in the films or had something to do with making them. I can't wait to listen. Plus, Stitcher Premium also gives you access to that entire Super Ego archive. And access. Super Ego Forgotten Classics and two more episodes of Super Ego Cinema. Matt, you're really just giving the fans what they want. Yeah, although I think they have this wrong. It's actually three more episodes of Super Ego Cinema. So just listening to this podcast right now, you've gained a free episode. Just go to stitcherpremium.com slash superego and use promo code BOND at checkout to get a one-month free trial. That's stitcherpremium.com superego and slash superego and use promo code BOND. Warning, if you're drowning in credit card debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking you have to pay it all back because you don't. That's right. You can head off to Mexico and say, forget it all. But if you don't feel like going to Mexico... You could also do something else. I suppose. And what that is, is this thing. 
Credit card companies don't want you to know that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. Oh, my, oh my God. God. I wish the shareholders of the Zorin Corporation knew about this, because I got to imagine they went bankrupt after their CEO fell from the Golden Gate Bridge. What we're saying is don't get dropped out of a blimp. If you have 5000 or more in credit card debt, invest it in Zorin, or let the credit associates settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call now 1-800-400-6412. They'll even show you how much money you could save. Does this sound like a blonde Bond villain plot? Well, you know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like uh, sometimes Money Penny has to get on the phone with this because when Bond is out there on missions with his Universal Exports Sharper Image credit card, <laughs> I feel like he's ringing up these bills that are just so crazy that even the British Secret Service is like, we're drowning in debt. And we cannot pay it off. We better call credit associates. That's right. If you can't, <laughs> that's right. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, don't let your credit card companies trick you into thinking you have to. Call credit associates now for free information on how to get debt free faster than you thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. Credit associate credit associates depends on your success and offers a guarantee. So there's no risk for free information. Just call one eight hundred four hundred six four one two. That's 1-800-4006-412. Brought to you by Her Majesty's Secret Service. Always you should do your own research, and in this case, you probably really should. Okay, um, this one's from Paul Amell. Uh, Paul asks, who is the best-dressed Bond villain? I'm going to amend this question and say who is the second best after Mayday, because the first is obviously Mayday. <laughs> I wouldn't argue that. Oh, that's interesting. I put Mayday in the henchman category. That's so true. So I think Bond villain, because Mayday as a henchman, mm-hmm. she's a poor henchman because she eventually helps Bond. Yeah. So well, she's not, let's, she's let's not answer, very loyal. Let's answer villain and henchman. Great. Uh, the best dressed Bond villain. Hmm. Now, I mean, the most iconic is Donald Pleasance, right? Yeah, because it gets into that question of like best or what your tastes are for mm. best. That's mm. as interpreter. I'm going to say your taste for okay. best. All right. Uh, well, if that's the case, wow, it's hard. It's hard to it's hard to really say because like you got you have the wacko out there sort of uh, attire of say a uh, of a Blofeld. You know, yeah, and you also have like the very nice suits of a of a of a Graves from Diner of the Day. All right, you know, <laughs> I'm going through the movies in my head right now. I've got it tied for two so far, two people, um, but I'm continuing. Sorry if this is that was me. No, I think. I'm going to have to say Jonathan Price in Tomorrow Never Dies. What? That Steve Jobs look? <laughs> that Steve You're Jobs? You're just doing that to bait me. Yeah, I sure am. No I sure way. am. Well, he, you know how he's like in China and all of a sudden none of his coats have collars? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. The collarless, I have to like, I would like to see a list made of all of the villains of James Bond and see how many of them don't have collars. Because yeah. <laughs> it's an extraordinarily high number. That's definitely and true. And I don't mean like completely no collar. It could be the flat collar, you know, that goes up around the neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll count that. Right. But I feel like it's about 70% of Bond villains. Yeah. So they're all dressing very similar from the yeah. get-go. I'm, I'm sort of just like by... Taste eliminating any non-collar dressers here. Okay, and I think I got to go with either Emilio Largo from Thunderball, yeah, or Kananga from Live and Let Die, who's got like uh, velour at times. You know, Kananga does look the most comfortable. That's a tough one, though. Kananga's great. That's a good answer. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Oh, hench person Davies. I thought about that. I like, because he's, he's got, got like, like his silk. He, he's got like, his <laughs> collar is like, is like open. He and... also has a no, like no collar tux, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. Out. <laughs> out. Disqualified. Look, right. there, there's a, there's a dress code here. <laughs> uh, even think about, um, Skyfall. Yeah. Silva. Does I Silva have it. a collarless no, Jack but he has like a real party shirt on. What's his tan? What's that tan yeah. look he's got yeah, in the he's server got a room? Real busy shirt, but it's got a collar. Okay, yeah. 
And then hench, henchmen, I might go Mayday as well. Um, oh, for best dressed henchmen. I mean, are we counting the guy with the saw blade that yo-yo? He's barely dressed. I know. <laughs> He's barely dressed henchman. It's most dressed it's henchman very would be like an odd job. Odd job is by far, I think, the most uh, presentable. Yeah. Of your I henchmen. actually like Jaws's suit. He kind of has like a '30s cut to his suits because mm. they're very baggy and interesting. But I'll, I'll go Mayday too because, especially that thing she's wearing at the end when she goes, yeah. I like her unnecessary veil during the butterfly situation. <laughs> sure There's no does. such thing as an unnecessary veil, first of all. <laughs> all right. Next okay. question, S. Okay. Um, this one is from Mitchell B. What is the most British moment in the history of Bond? So in mm. season one, you did kind of film by film British Yeah, who the, most, who the most British person was in the movies. Yeah. Um, I got it for me. Go. Done. It's... It's um, what's the actor's name? Um, oh, someone Gray, right? Who plays Blofeld in Diamonds Are Forever? But it's when he's playing that his contact in Japan in You Only Live Twice, and he just has that sort of thing going. You know, I don't know what it is. Yeah, he's. Uh, in fact, he's probably more my inspiration for Ian Fleming than Ian Fleming. Not that I do that impression. <laughs> Boy, that is so weird that they would use him so quickly. I know. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. I guess it's the not. same things with like Jodan Baker. Yeah, like it's I like, guess that's funny. There was thinking? precedent. Yeah, why and Shane Rimmer that? is in the background in like four of these movies or something. <laughs> uh, most British moment. That's a tough one because there's so much. My guy even gets dies in a British way where he gets stabbed and he just freezes and doesn't make a fuss <laughs> and then just goes down. Oh, he does indeed. Yeah, Charles Gray. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, but it happens in Japan. So I'm already eliminating it. Whoa. How can it be the most Whoa. British thing And if it happens it, off it, the motherland? The, the, the essence of, of Britannia is colonizing the world. Yes, but never Japan. I know, but I mean, come One on. One of the few places. I would argue that his Britishness is exemplified by sheer nature of the contrast. Uh, when being, in England, being British in non-British places is very British, I would say. <laughs> yes. Fair. It's very fair. Uh, but it, I mean, it it, it ha, for me it has to be the 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 sit down dinner at uh, the Goldfinger one and Goldfinger. Yeah, that's pretty good. Non canonically, M played by Edward Fox in Never Say Never. Yes, is so British it it makes me tingle. <laughs> he he. Do come along, Bond. Like he has that. I love Edward Fox so much. I gotta go watch Force Ten from Navarone. Click edit. Okay, we're back. I just watched a two-hour movie while these two sat in here. <laughs> but we got to know each other. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for that. It was nice. We weren't allowed to watch, but so we were able to sort of bond. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm answered. Okay. I'll be in my chambers. What are you doing? Watching Force Ten from Navarone. Oh, all right, that's fair. I'll just hang out here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, my answer is that dinner. Okay. okay. It's that dinner right. and Goldfinger. Um, this is another one that we had a lot. Um, what's the, this is from Philip Varney. What's the best way to introduce Bond to your kids? Now, neither of you have children at the moment, to yeah. my knowledge. <laughs> this is my true. knowledge. I... This is accurate. <laughs> well, I technically have two embryos on ice in Brentwood. Mm. Oh. All right. Let's say you're pulling them out. Of, hey, little buddy. I'm like uh, thawing out my embryos. You're putting them in a, like a dump on champagne bucket. Sure. You guys propping them stay up. on ice. Yeah. yeah, just on a little ice flow. Um, oh. That's a good question. I, you gotta go. And how more? Or dare say, the, Brosnan. A lot of specific examples came out. They were all in the eight to twelve range. I would say. Okay. Okay. Because that's I was gonna, about when I was, I was gonna, introduced. I was gonna start. Yeah, at, me too. I was gonna start at six, oh. which might be too young. But I saw Terminator 2 in the theater when I was seven years old. I saw Halloween when I was four. So I and think... Well, look how messed up. <laughs> still can't sleep. Um, it's got to be Roger Moore for me, because they're tame. Mm. I mean, I might just go view to a kill so that the, the, the child sees how happy I am. And it's just a positive moment. What are you getting? Uh, I, got a, a transmission? I, got a ta- I got a transmission. It's uh, Dick Tracy. Until that thing spits out some of that, like rubber tape or whatever like in which which more movie was it that he does that oh it's uh it's spy uh spy who loved me, me. It yeah prints out something in the remember those open. old things you yeah. had to punch yeah. the... and you turn the wheel yeah yeah 
You can't and see how we're doing our hands, but if you did, we're also know. making sound effects. Yeah. So I think that helps the listener. Yeah. I'm sorry. What was the question? Uh, view to a kill for me. What's the best way to introduce Vaughn to your kids? That's what it was. I mean, I would probably do the right thing and 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 show them tomorrow never dies. <laughs> Are you kidding? Do you want to raise a murderer? <laughs> I should point out, I'm a 90s kid, yeah. Matt. My, yeah. Brosnan was my first Bond. I understand. That, that wasn't my first one, but it was, it was definitely that era for me. Look, I understand. Like, I understand people not of the Roger Moore era kind of go like, what are you thinking? So I would never begrudge a Brosnan fan their movies. I'm just saying for me... I think it'd be good, though, to show them a movie from the 60s that sort of gets that pace into the child. Doctor Knows a pretty harmless movie in terms of adult content. Yes, yeah, but I would—I don't know if you can keep them entertained through that. That's true. I think you could keep them entertained through Goldfinger. Maybe you're right. Yeah, because there's so much uh, car fun, or maybe Little Nelly and car fun. <laughs> yeah, but that's a long ass movie. Uh, it feels like it anyway. Diamonds are forever. Maybe that's goofy. Mm, then you have to explain Plenty O'Toole. If you do Goldfinger, you have to explain Pussy yeah, Galore, though. Right. Her yeah, first name's Pussy, her last name's Galore. She runs a flying air circus. What is the problem, but then embryo? the kid later is going to have backwards questions. Like, wait, what is that? When someone tells it the, like, the slang meaning, they're going to go, what? And it'll all like come slamming down in them. You want your kid to be cool is what you're saying and understand <laughs> the slang. I do. Okay, yeah, I got to go. View to kill. View to kill. Doctor, no. I'm just going to start him at the beginning. Okay. Why not? Yeah, I think that's... Smart. I want the kid not to... I don't want a child who has no patience. Mm-hmm. So I think showing well, them a So you're going to throw movie, him into the deep end? Yeah. Look, View to Kill, both View to Kill and Doctor No have, like, the death of a beloved sidekick with Tibbet and Quarrel. Yeah. That's going to be tough for the kid, I well, think. I'll be like, hang on, buddy. We're going to meet Quarrel's son. Hmm. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Hang on another seven movies. <laughs> Um, okay, next question. This one's from Evan Krieger. Mm-hmm. Uh, after Daniel Craig's time is over, uh, do you want Ray Fiennes, Ben Wishaw, and Naomi Harris to continue as MQ and Money Penny? Yes. Yeah. No, I guess I got no. All three. That. I like all three of them a lot. Yeah. Um, I just like the the. I like a continuity when you're changing an actor. I, mm-hmm. I don't like there to be such a startling change in the lineup. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is sort of, I think, uh, was a little bit of a problem with Brosnan. I think yeah. he had the whole thing was yeah. recast around him. Dalton, too. No, M was the same. No, M was the yeah. same. But do you want it to continue as if it's the exact same character or yes. re- reboot it again like they did with Daniel Craig, even though Judy Dench was still M? I don't need it. Okay. I don't need a reboot. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, asked and answered. All right. That was the most concise we'd been so far. <laughs> most agreement uh, we've had. Let yeah. me see. Okay. Uh, so they have suggested two films in particular. Uh, you can go off book and choose others if you want. But uh, Drew from Missouri, didn't have a last name, but he's from Missouri, is the, is the <laughs> filler detail. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you could reshoot Thunderball and Moonraker to replace their respective bad endings, what would you replace the underwater fight and the moon, uh, the, the space, space battle? Yeah. Well, first with, of all, Drew from Missouri... I wouldn't replace anything in Moonraker. Okay, <laughs> it's a perfect ending. If anything, I get to it a little sooner. <laughs> yeah, I the Moonraker ending and and laser battle. Uh, it's it's part of what makes Moonraker Moonraker. Maybe me. I'd just switch those endings. <laughs> I don't think you even need to switch the endings. They're, the They're same. moving exactly the same. Yeah, that's true. I'll never true, understand the slow movement in space. There's no resistance. You should be moving much quicker. It's space. because people are used to seeing it on the moon where I, there's I know, slow gravity. Yeah. Yeah, but you can still slow gravity. Slow gravity. <laughs> One sixth the Earth's gravity. Yeah. Um, I just don't understand these slow like moving. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Like you see, but like you see when you watch astronauts in the International Space Station. Like when they're pulling themselves through yeah. the space station, yeah. they can go as fast as they fucking want. Part of it is, and they is can a, do little twirls. It's a film technique to make their hair kind of bounce yeah. to look like it's zero gravity. Yeah. I think. Well, I have a problem. How would I replace the Thunderball ending? Thunderball yeah. ending, I would probably replace just, with just black and maybe a title <laughs> card that tells me what no, happened. 
Mm-hmm. I somehow try to get some quicksand in there. There's never been any quicksand in a bond. No. Not to my memory either. Get on it. <laughs> First of all, it's time to bring that back as a trope. <laughs> Second of all, why was there so much quicksand in the 30s and 40s? Not just that, but the like the 80s were big on quicksand. There's like Renaissance eras for quicksand, and it's it's due. It's due. Um, crawl. God the end damn, of uh, good quicksand in there. The end of Thunderball is so dull. I, I can't even. <laughs> you can't like it pains you to think I'm about. Really, it. I can't even like. <laughs> I can't. I would not be surprised if that's the last movie we watch in this. I don't know. I may pull it up because a we've now talked about it being so bad that it can't possibly be as bad as we're thinking, and we can't keep front loading the good films because this is going to be a tough. Well, we're not front loading the good film. I got Goldeneye out of the way for you, but that's not a bad film. Well, you don't like it. Just because Pierce Brosnan's in it. Well, I, we all know I don't know. I don't dislike it. And that it's going to be weird when he eventually agrees to be on the podcast and I have to explain <laughs> oh God. to him what's going on here. I can't take that emotionally. That would be difficult because <laughs> I would feel bad. I we would can't, actually, we can't, we can't have I him. would actually have someone cut together all of your Pierce Brosnan, the way you feel about him versus the way I feel about him. And just, I would send him two one minute clips. Let me ask you this. Why would you do that? It'd be really funny to me. Then I won't show up that day. Uh, But again, Thunderball, I think the best way to end it is like a silent movie where you put up a title card that says what happens. I I think I'd just keep it as it is, but cut out about 40 to 50% of just (laughs) I'd like to see see a streamlined edit. Yeah, someone will edit that. It's got to be out there. All right, yeah. It's somewhere with all the Star Wars edits. Yeah, if, like, if Topher yeah. Grace is out there cutting together the prequels <laughs> to make one movie, then someone's got to cut Thunderball to make it watchable, right? That's right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Topher, what are you up to? Not a lot right now, so get on it. I saw him at a restaurant the other night. How's he doing? <laughs> Did he look well? He's good. It's Italian who, who food. Who got restaurant? the check? I don't know. I, I, I wasn't at his party. I just saw him come in and eat with another couple. He, he and his wife, I presume. Was Fogler there? Who? Dan Fogler? I don't think so. I feel like uh, they're thick as thieves, those two. Yeah, maybe. I know he's coming into town because he's got a couple episodes of the Goldbergs to film next week. Oh, okay. Mm. All right. Yeah. Dan Fogelberg, huh? Fog- Fog- <laughs> Fantastic Beasts. Oh, well, now you lost me. <laughs> All right. Um, this is a kind of simple one. Uh, Allison still wants to know uh, she likes hearing your thoughts on the uh, Omega or Omega, depending mm-hmm. on where you're from, right. uh, Bond watches. Uh, but she wants to know uh, if either of you had any thoughts on the Swatch collections that they released. Wait. I know all about the Swatch Is, is this a new collection? No. Oh, the original one. During the 20... 20... Yeah, okay, yeah. What was it? What was the anniversary they had done? Was it after the 20th movie or something? That sounds right to me. Yeah. So what would that be? They released mo- swatches like for Die each Another movie. Day. So there was like yeah, a Moonraker, right. a right. Spy Who Loved Me. And they're all like, aesthetically, they were reminiscent that's of things. Right. I'm going to have yeah. to go revisit. I'm going to bring those up. Yeah, well, go well. ahead. Um, I, you know, I thought it was interesting because Swatch Group owns Omega mm-hmm. anyway. So the license was easy for them to secure for Swatch. But I'm not a big wearer of swatches. <laughs> I don't think anyone is anymore except well, for I retro like knots. Like, do you know how annoyed I am that I am wearing this Apple watch constantly now because I want to see how many steps I take and what my calorie count is throughout the day? Yeah. I have, I have little to no patience. Right, I can tell you right off the bat, the first one I'm getting is the Dominic Green from Quantum of Solace because that's just the most, that has to be the most obscure watch ever made. A watch <laughs> made after the villain from Quantum of Solace. <laughs> Who do you think of the Le Chief, uh Spade? I don't love it. It's a little, I don't know. But also, we'll, look, at the, uh, look at the Omega Commander watch. That's nice. Weren't you making fun of this I was. recently? I don't like it. <laughs> I like it. I, it's too much you like a Rolex like Submariner. It. It's too much like a Submariner, especially the GMT Submariner, which has the multicolor bezel also. Look at Alexis. And I'd rather just have a... You guys got to get online and check these out. I, I'm sure you've all seen them, but it's time to revisit. Hey, you want the Xenia on a top watch? Oh, you know what? Just sign me up for the Elliot Carver. Xenia's watch is awesome. Look at the Elliot Carver, Elliot though. Carver's newspaper headlines. <laughs> that that watch is right in league with that film. Could you go on eBay right now and see how much this set costs? I will. No, no. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. You mean right now? I literally mean I right you now. you said it, but I... Because if it's... I gotta tell you right now, if it's $500 or less, I will buy it right now. <laughs> oh, my God. This Fine. is exciting. That will force us all to wear them. Watch. eBay.
Okay, here we go. My girl is clicking on the link. Um, this is just. This is the GoldenEye one for $115. Horrible. What about the set? 007 Swatch set. I don't know if we can find it. Oh, Doctor. $4,000. Or best offer. That's the cheapest, though. There's some like 7000 6000 Oh, my God. Okay, so type in, what's the, what's the obscure one we saw? Dominic Green. <laughs> type in the Dominic Green or the Elliot Carver. Is it with a Q? $150. Bucks. <laughs> it's so obscure I might buy it. <laughs> what is... What is the, that? I think the for? best like, connection I can make is their smart table graphic. Can you show me uh, the side of the watch? That's such a. The band is weird. The band is very weird. It's that very looks strange. Cheap as hell. Could you now punch in the uh, Carver watch, please? <laughs> I'd like to see the Elliot Carver. $165. It says top secret across it. What a dumb thing. That looks as cheap as the movie. Oh, my God. Elliot Carver that... and the Carver Media Group Network. <laughs> this is amazing. It does sort of look like a like a, a souvenir like a watch. watch? Yeah. That's what yeah. all watches look like to me. Ooh, General Koskov's. Oh, shit. Awesome. <laughs> Juan Sanchez band is Iguana. Oh, that's beautiful. Zorn's is pretty cool. Beautifully stupid. Wait, look at Electra's, though. That is some fancy shit. So, did they just do a villain's run recently? Yeah. I think that's all they did. Um, and, well, it must have been right after Quantum, or with yeah, Quantum. Yeah, it looks like it. Look at that. Yeah, I believe that, now that I'm looking at it, I believe this was the set Allison was asking about. Okay. The, the villains. This set. is ridiculous. This Jaws one is... It doesn't even look like a swatch. Scaramanga is good. Oh boy, Christatus is as boring as this character. <laughs> this is amazing. I, I I cannot believe. Oh look at. Oh that. wow. Oh Drax is cool. This is ridiculous. The <laughs> villain collection. There was another collection besides the villain collection, though, wasn't there? Look at Mister Wint and Mister Kid. What? It's a lady watch. Oh, I love man. it. All right. Largo's cool. Largo's a lot like Drax, but it looks good. Blofeld. Oh, oh, I like the Doctor No one. It's got like the the the. It's basically radiation. Like, what do you call those? Oh, the Geiger counter. Yeah. But oh, look, that little design is like his collar. Oh my god. Oh. So what was the question? <laughs> uh, you're answering it. Allison just wanted to know your thoughts and reactions. She said your reactions to the Swatch collection, which well, I think is exactly what, what she got. We just got our live reactions yeah. to the Swatch yeah. collection. I'm, I think I'm picking... Um, it is weird to me, Matt, that you're not a watch man. Like, I never see you with a watch. I on. used to wear one without fail. I felt naked without it. Mm. And then I think once smartphones came along... Mm. One day I forgot it and I never looked back. Mm. I think I gotta go with the um, either the Largo because it looks like a normal watch, or just the Dominic Green because that's the stupidest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> the Largo. Look, there's a cat in the case. I, uh, I can't tell you how excited I am to buy one of these for you to have for you next week. <laughs> oh man, uh, that was a great question, yeah. Emily. That was. Probably my favorite question we've gotten so yeah, far. Pretty good. I just saw some weird bullshit. <laughs> pretty good. Okay, um, so just three more questions. Beautiful. Okay. Um, if you could cast yourself in a role in a Bond movie, what would it be? So you can you can take an existing role, you can create a new role for mm-hmm. yourself. It can be a cameo. It, you can be the uh, main player. Um, anything you want. And this is from Christian Snyder. Mm. But you ha- you can't not show up. You have to see yourself on screen in a Bond movie. Okay. Oh. This is not uh, not even a question for me. What? It'd be Tanner. Oh, yeah, that's good. Oh, man. That's a good choice. I mean, you know, we, I'm not obtrusive. Which, I'm not going to ruin the movie's like, rent. every but, movie yeah. Tanner's in or a specific? I'd, pl- I'd take his life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you want Tanner's life. <laughs> Goldeneye Tanner's life? <laughs> I've only got cat food. I don't want to run out. <laughs> I've got nothing to live for. Let's just do it. Um, this is tough. I think I would, I don't think I could do it better than the actor by any means, but mm-hmm. I think I would like to try. It would be fun to do to play Zoran. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Hmm. I'd watch There's that. no way I could yeah. top Christopher Walken, but I th- it just seems fun. 
I think you're being full of yourself right now. Why? Throwing yourself into such a big role. I'm not saying I could do it better. Taking Christopher Walken's gig. I just want to have a good time. He's got work. You know, you're going to distract me when I'm watching the film. Whereas if you played a Tanner, I could still enjoy the movie. (laughs) You're the one putting... Now you're taking me out of it. Who are you putting in there? Connery? In in View to a Kill? Yeah. I'm putting Pierce Brosnan from Dino the Okay, the movie's already ruined. (laughs) Oh, wait. I didn't realize this was in our recast version of it. I'm just saying. If it is, then by all means, Matt. I would love you to play actually two roles. Two? I would like you to play Mayday and (laughs) Zorin. Just do it. I I don't feel comfortable. For (laughs) me, it's Okay. All right. Um, have you talked? I can't remember. Have you talked on the podcast before about who they wanted to cast for Zorn instead of Christopher Walken? David Bowie. Yeah. Yes. Just because that's yes. my personal favorite. That would be Bond incredible. Yeah. I know. He would have been great. Yeah. yeah. It would have been fabulous. But I, I wonder if it in the end would have been better. It would have been amazing to see. But I, I wonder if he would have played it pretty straight. I'd yeah. be curious to see how he would have played that. God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love his quote for why he turned it down too. What which was is that it? He didn't want to watch a stuntman fall down for seven months. <laughs> I feel like he turned it down just because he thought of that quote and went, that's too good that's to too not cool. say. <laughs> I know what I'll say. I didn't want to watch us. That man fall down. <laughs> All right. Okay. Penultimate question. What do you think about that, Iman? <laughs> what if I say, what if I say, right. Can I play Mayday? <laughs> no. Then don't do it. All right. <laughs> um, okay. This is a question for Matt. Matt, what do you think is Matt's most Bond-like feature? And that's from Mark Williams. Okay, that's a question for each Matt. Matt. Yeah. Right. Most Bond-like feature. Well, for you, it's your taste. Like, you have yeah. taste in all products Bond. Like, you, you buy as Bond buys. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I find that uh, he takes the thinking out of it, you know? Yeah. When you're like, man, what's a really good pair of shoes? Yeah. Let me find out what the most stylish man in the world is wearing. Mm-hmm. Takes all the thinking out of it. For you, I gotta say, it's your jawline. My jawline? God damn, <laughs> your jawline is just, it's like Oh, you just grizzled. see when I was 20, now it's just a saddlebag. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, Matt, come on. I think you're just <laughs> fresh. So handsome. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll take it. I mean, you should have seen him at the wedding. He looked like a like a like a billion bucks. Yeah, too. This guy just rolling <laughs> around. I was like, man, Amanda's gonna get to dock with him tonight. <laughs> um. Okay. Re- last question. Reentry. <laughs> this is from Tony Shannon. Uh, I really was hoping Tony Shalhoub had Hey, Matt. I'm a big fan. <laughs> For some reason, I'm doing his Galaxy Quest character. It's totally fine. Okay. Um, This is from Tony Shalhoub under the alias of Tony Shannon. Mm -hmm. Uh, If the in an alternate world where the James Bond series did not exist, um, I don't want to live. Answered. (laughs) Okay, we have Matt Gorley's answer. Um, What would you two have bonded over if you had met at a party? What would in that alternate universe? What would this podcast be about? It would be about Indiana Jones. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I still think. We, you know, we could even take some of these in between episodes and do a mini run of Indiana Jonesing, because there's true. only four movies. That's true, and it's very Bond. We could at least do we could at least do Raiders or Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom is probably the most Bondian. Sure, yeah. But here's the unpopular Matt Meyer stance on Indiana Jones films, Uh-oh. which I love. I love them all, except Crystal Skull. Um, the one I've seen the least. I've probably only seen Temple of Doom five times. And you've seen Crystal Skull more? No. But of the three. I don't count Crystal Skull as really existing <laughs> in my fair. mind. Yeah. I've seen that movie one time in the theater. Really? I own it just because it came with the other three. It's, I'm sad to admit I've probably seen it 20 times. <laughs> <laughs> because it's the same thing with the prequels. I understand. I, totally I watch get it. it like, I'm I like, totally I've got it. to figure this out. Yeah. How did this happen? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but my favorite and most rewatchable for me is is Last Crusade. I know, I know. It's not no, a popular opinion. No, I think it is popular, especially with in there again really with like enjoy. the generation that you belong to. Yeah. Well, also, I think it's really like Nazis are in vogue again. Whatever and you there's mean. So many Nazis <laughs> in Raiders and Last yeah. Crusade, but I really feel like you're really you're really having a. It's a Hitler's in Last Crusade. I mean, yeah, he so. sure is. <laughs> Look, I like it too. Don't get me wrong, but 
Yes, but I think the it, answer it would is Indiana Jones. Be Indiana yeah. Jones. Yeah, cool. definitely. That's yeah. what would have. This podcast would be Indiana Jones thing. Yeah. Um, Emily, why don't you plug your podcast? I would love to. Thank you. Um, so I do a podcast called the Super Mario Bros. Minute. Uh, if you know the Star Wars Minute, <laughs> I laugh every time I hear it. <laughs> yeah. um, if you know the Star Wars Minute, which I know McRoley has been on a sure. bunch, um, love those guys. Check yeah. them out. Yeah, uh, so it's a it's a podcast where we watch the movie minute by minute. Each episode is about one minute of the film. Uh, we're doing it for the live action Super Mario Brothers film from 1993. <laughs> oh, um, and our twist on it, our little tweak, is that we watch each minute the number of times that it is. So like we just released minute 29, or we just recorded minute 29, which means we watch it minute that 29 times. You know, and then by the time we get to minute 100, we will watch it 100 times. That's going to be how our- are you divvying this up? Uh, for instance, how are you watching minute 29, 29 times? Are you just sitting there with a timeline bar on your on your device mm-hmm. and you the minute is over and then you pause and then go back to the beginning of that minute? Is that how you're doing it? Uh, yeah, we, we, we watch it on my computer. Uh, so there's minute manual ends, labor space invent- bar and involved then- in this as well? I mean, we hit spacebar to restart the minute. That's still, yeah, that's really it's going amazing. above and beyond. We're probably gonna, we're probably gonna switch to watching it on my PlayStation Four because you can loop on a PS Four. So once we get to the higher, oh. minutes, we're gonna switch to that system. But for right now, it's nice to have that like half a second buffer that yeah. it takes you to hit the spacebar. It's just a nice little cool sure. down period. Were any of these ever recorded in my um, back cooler podcast studio? No, the, the old... idea for this podcast was conceived okay. in the back cooler in, in your um, garage at your yes. old house. But um, okay, but no episodes that were recorded there, unfortunately. Okay, because Emily used to rent a room there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> I just want to think that that's maybe where the magic happens. It was. Yeah. And I've, I've told you in person the story of how this podcast started, which is we were recording our other podcast that we don't do anymore. And we said, what's the one movie you would do a minute by minute podcast about and we're going to count down from three and if we say the same movie we'll do it and we both said super mario brothers that's insane that two people said that movie yeah not even john leguizamo would say that movie it's so good i really just want to get though even if you're not gonna listen to my podcast just watch the movie again it's very good and i've never seen it so i should i should check it out at some point you should yeah You, you should have that in your brain yeah you need to have it I suppose that's true. Um, well, S, I think you've done an admirable job. Thank you've, you. You've been a great head of the department, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep you on board. Thank you. This that's was, right. I don't know if you know this, but we were gonna fire you. Oh. And then uh, <laughs> we were like, "Well, how's she gonna do on this episode?" I was like, "Well, let's give her at least an episode, Matt, before we do anything crazy." And I don't want to speak out of school, but we are gonna keep you. Okay. Yes, Matt's definitely. not getting his way. I'm very very happy about that. <laughs> no, we thank you incredibly because I I saw how many emails came in on this, and uh, we're sorry if you're question didn't get answered you know blame s but um (laughs) i thought those were fantastic questions they were great and uh i hope you guys liked this because if you did like it well we can do many more of these or some more we wouldn't we wouldn't (laughs) many i mean like five oh okay or maybe we could do a quarterly yeah maybe that's four we'll see you know what put it in an email (laughs) uh let's also say happy birthday to phil nobile Oh, Phil! Will we have Junior, missed his? Not, will he? Will we have missed his birthday? No, I think it's actually, if I'm correct, the day after this. Oh, great! Yeah, Phil, I doubt you've listened all the way through, but congratulations on being born, and having lived this long, and not having died in the cold. Our man in the east. <laughs> Anything else we need to cover? Um. We don't know what the it. next movie is yet. No, we always decide that. You'll know before we do. That's right. Oh, will they? No. No, No, they won't. We'll talk about that when we do View to a Kill. They've already heard View to a Kill by this point. Oh, yeah. We're one week ahead, yet our brains cannot process it. It will be my choice, so technically I could know right now. You could know right now. And I'm just not saying it. Yeah. You're welcome to choose now. No, I'll save it. Okay. I got to let it happen in the moment. I'm going to do it like I order food at a restaurant. I pick two or three things, and then when the waiter asks me, I panic. Whatever (laughs) my gut goes with, that's what it'll be. So I'll probably, I'll line two up, and then when you ask me, I'll let it fly. Great plan. All right. Well, this has been another episode of James Bonding. Emma, head of Section S, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. And James Bonding will return. James Bonding Podcast. 
Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast. Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <laughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.